welcome to the I Have Some Notes uh, podcast side notes edition. I have no, I have some notes as a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Aaron Beaver. I'm Greg Beaver, and I'm still Scott C. Bourgeois. <laughs> still, he has not not changed as of yet. Uh, this is the uh, this is the. <laughs> oh my God, Jennifer Garner! What are you Surprise. doing here? Um, the uh, so this is the part. This is the 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 episodes of the of the podcast. We don't really talk about a movie. We just talk about a stuff. Uh, but today we actually have a topic, which was kind of we occasionally have a topic. We, uh, yeah, occasionally have a topic. It's like coffee yeah. talk with Linda Richmond. I'll give you a topic today. We're talking about uh, are we at peak superhero movie, and if we are. Uh, are, I guess the question is, are we? And if we are not, when will this occur? Uh, put on your, your magical movie caps, I guess. Uh, so who wants to start? Who wants, who wants to take a stab at her? Well, Greg's, Greg's got stuff in front of him. Greg's, so. Greg's got a whole thesis. So I'm actually going to jump in here first. Um, and I'm going to say, number one, I don't think we're at peak superheroes. Number two, it will happen eventually. You think so? And number three, it's because the current superhero... Um, the current main superhero thrust, the shared universe, especially with the Marvel shared universe, is unsustainable. You think so? Because eventually, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to want an Iron Man anymore, or he's going to die and not be true. able to be Iron Man anymore. That's true. And then, what do you do? And I'm, I'm not just specifically picking on Robert Downey Jr. here. I mean, all of these people are eventually not going to be able to play these characters anymore. And then yeah. do you James Bond them? Yep. And how will that go over? Do you replace them with legacy characters? How will that go over? Mm-hmm. The The movies are great right now, mm-hmm. but it can't last forever. There have been too many slam dunks, I think, that there's... No, and great, they can continue to dunk yeah. all the slams. Yeah. The point is, <laughs> eventually, they're going to run out of balls. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, especially with the established characters. Like, if they're going to attempt to um, give Iron Man, Thor, at all, some sort of reboot or refresh in the in the future. I don't know. With movies, you know, even though there may be more stories to tell, I find often audience exhaustion occurs uh, quicker than uh, what might occur with a, with a TV show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I feel like we're getting close to, uh, to peak superhero and, and maybe we'll see that like the, uh, the way I see it is, um, it could happen as soon as, um, Avengers affinity war and it may hinge largely on how good that movie is. Now I'll put it, I'll enter in a caveat to that is that, um, if Marvel does really well, with the new slew of uh, more diverse characters and new audiences they're reaching out, like Black Panther, uh, um, um, what's their name, Captain Marvel is coming as well, yep. then that might uh, well extend the length of, uh, of superhero movies, you know, maybe another five, ten years or something like that. So it's really kind of up in the air. But I feel like because we're – the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because I feel like we're really at a, a confluence of events here with with the, uh, Infinity War happening and sort of like the the culmination of everything that Marvel has been working towards for the yeah. last ten years, right? And that, that feels like – uh, at least in the minds of audiences, that's going to be just that that big climax, that big rush, and then you know maybe there might be just like a, a letdown afterwards. Well, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right when you say it's what they've been building for for ten years. It 
is the yeah. story they've been building for 10 years. And when it's over, when they've beaten Thanos, spoiler alert, they're probably going to beat <laughs> Thanos <laughs> yeah. and saved the universe. Then what? Yeah. Like, is that the end or because that's certainly an end point. And if it's not the end, what's the new starting point? Like, what's the new story you're, you're working on after that? Yeah. yeah. How do you raise the stakes further? Yeah. Then Thanos has all of the power in the universe and is trying to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're already, I mean, we already, that happens a lot in, in, uh, in superhero movies anyway, where it's always like, it's not it, it, like often I find in these Marvel movies, it's not just, it can't just be like a small thing. That's at risk. It's, the entire world yeah. or the entire galaxy or the entire universe. So like, well, it wouldn't be a superhero movie if they didn't have to superhero. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair. But like, I think the scope can be dialed back a little bit. I think like, obviously with black Panther, the, you know, the scope is a lot smaller. It's about, it's, well, it's a, you know, the fate of a nation rather. Than uh, no, it's kind of the fate of the world. Uh, well, yeah, I because suppose, the villain wants to turn that nation's high technology on the rest of the world. That's true. Uh, but I would argue that there are movies with smaller stakes, like the first Iron Man. The villain is Ironmonger. It's yeah. it's it's a personal <laughs> battle between a guy who's being shown up by Tony Stark and Tony Stark. The stakes aren't the world in that movie. Yeah, I think, and that's maybe a good thing that this will be the climax, and we can finally stop tying everything in. There's a lot of really interesting stories. Like I want to see more of Wakanda, and I want to see more of like what does like I like what Taika Waititi did with with Thor. Like there's interesting things that can happen that have nothing to do with. I don't know if I I don't know if that that Marvel's tie-ins have necessarily hampered any of their storytelling though. I mean, you look at movies like 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 the like Black Black Panther and uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, where I mean, those are very very different uh, plots and movies, and very the stories there are very much about those characters specifically, and 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 they take place in their own sort of spot in the universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like this if. It doesn't. I don't feel like it's necessarily hampered by it. Like the a lot of the a lot of the tie-in stuff is sort of just like kind of sprinkled in there, and I think that's part of what Marvel has done uh, rather geniusly is that they haven't necessarily ham-fisted all of their uh, their tie-ins from one to the other. Like when they when they want another character from another Marvel movie to show up, like he had usually has a purpose. Right, with the like possible- Doctor Strange and Thor, for example. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it usually makes sense, with the possible exception of Spider-Man in Civil War, which is a little bit gratuitous. But you know, <laughs> that was because that was also their backdoor introduction to the, the Marvel version of yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, but really, he lifts straight out of that movie. It's 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 fun that he's in there, but he doesn't really he doesn't need to be in there at all. He doesn't really have a role to play outside of getting you know saying Marvel or Spider-Man yes, quippy his, stuff, which well, is fun. And, and other than it, like mechanically being his like them soft peddling his origin story basically yeah yeah but in thor if you didn't know who if you hadn't seen doctor strange i mean i guess you would kind of understand what was going on but it feels like you'd get it like it's it's established in that movie like i'm i'm doctor strange my job is to protect the earth from weird magic stuff that's happening loki is weird magic stuff why is he here like that that's pretty straightforwardly spelled out and so even if i hadn't seen the doctor strange movie even if i wasn't super aware of the comic book character i would argue that 
they do a good enough job of being like, okay, he's a wizard who's protecting the world from wizard stuff, and he's <laughs> and he's stuck his nose in this because Thor and his wizard brother have shown up. His yeah. wizard brother who nearly ended the world like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he does just about every year. Yeah. yeah. It's kind just of Loki's just, shtick. Just his whole Which, thing. kudos to Thor Ragnarok that uh, Thor calls him out on that shtick, and he develops as a character from it. Yeah. Which, actually, I'm going to segue that into another point. Uh, certainly with the Marvel movies, there's been a lot of really good character development over the years. Like, these characters aren't the same static characters they were when they were first introduced. And yeah. so the the storytelling has allowed for growth and has allowed them to explore these characters more, which is why, especially amongst the villains, Loki stands out because he's been in so many movies now. I would, he's, ar- I he's would had argue a lot of development. he's the only, like... like because most uh, of them end up standalone. Yeah. But... For for the the heroes, because we've got to see them in a bunch of different circumstances, we get to see them grow. Like Tony Stark is a very different character right now than he is in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, and so that that has served to allow them to tell these longer stories, and that's interesting to me because it's not something like even James Bond, who's been around for f- friggin' ever, he's always the same guy in every movie. He hasn't really had any character development to speak of. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see a movie series. Batman is the same guy in every movie. It's interesting to see that Tony Stark is not the same guy he was in Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely helps per- like preserve the characters and keep them keep them going. Um, it's interesting because, like, you know, when you look at you look at the numbers uh, in terms of box office return. And, and you know, we you go all the way back to. 2008 when Iron Man first came out and you know Iron Man was making you know Iron Man Thor were were making in around the 500 million mark worldwide and uh, since then it's uh, you know we you sort of peak in around Iron Man 3 and and Dark Knight uh, at a billion then it kind of you know, slows down again uh, until you get to um, you know um, uh, the Avengers where it goes back up to a billion but then you know still like the the box office returns on these movies are still really, really high. Like the last, the last, uh, like here, I'll give you the last uh, six movies. So Black Panther, Justice League, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So four of those made 800 million worldwide. The only exception was Justice League and Black Panther's on its way to a billion. It will make a billion dollars, right? So, like, clearly, audiences aren't fed up with with superheroes so just it, yet. Now, if I can quickly interject, you mentioned that there was like that drop off mm-hmm. um, before Avengers, and then Avengers ballooned it. Yeah, and I actually think that Avengers saved the Marvel experiment because I think that there was a point where audiences were starting to be like. Eh, Iron Man 3 was eh, Thor Dark World was eh, maybe this whole Marvel thing is done. And then Avengers landed and just hit it out of the park. And I think that a lot of people were waiting to see if they could pull off that big let's do the superhero team-up movie. And they did it so well that it just, it lit the fire under everyone. And that's why people, like, it It generated so much good, sorry, I just bumped my <laughs> It generated so much goodwill that that's that has effectively sustained certainly the Marvel movies since then is right off that first Avengers movie. I think we're still riding the coattails of that first Avengers movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, I think that 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 gave Marvel 
that was proof of concept for Marvel, basically, at that point. Yeah. They were like, yes, we can tell this long story over this long period of time over several movies, and we can execute it well. And that made audiences go, I'm willing to see where this goes now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say. Like, you, you know, when you talk about like subgenres that have kind of come and gone over the years, you look at like um, the action movie craze of sort of like the late '80s and early '90s. You know, there there's like a definite um, you know crest and and fall off. You know, where they were um, action the action hero kind of gave way eventually to, um, you know, Spider-Man and, and, and superheroes in the uh, early 2000s, right? And you, even now, like, you, you the, I think about, like, the kind of uh, uh, wave of, uh, of oddball comedies that happened in the late 90s as well, and that sort of, like, crested and fell off. And I can't even remember the last um, comedy that I saw in I was theaters. Actually, I was actually looking at that, uh, looking at the box office numbers, um, like of like you know kind of list year last year that sort of thing then looking in like 2004 and in 2000 like in the kind of the early mid 2000s and you saw movies like bruce almighty and anger management and like these are just like straight up comedies that are like they're two or three oh, for the year and the, like they're not making a billion dollars but they're making they're like the top one of the like the top five movies of the year right yeah. you don't see that anymore um I think I actually went. I thought about this. And I actually went back and forth on this like three times today. But like, oh, it's it's it's. I think we're we're at peak. I think the Avengers movie this year. I think is going to be a big like. I think a watershed moment um, because they've been building this for ten years. I don't know it's going to be able to live up to the hype that I think people are going to expect it. But I think it's going to be too big. And yet, and yet, there was a. Super amount of hype around Black Panther. Like, yes, so much hype. Yes, right. So much hype that it couldn't have possibly lived up to it. Yeah, and it did. Right, it lived up to that hype. Yeah, and so like, if anything, that's actually made me go, maybe they're going to pull this Infinity War thing off, guys. I yeah. think. I think what makes me think that it's we're not at peak superhero yet, and I think are we defining peak superheroes as as the point where these movies are they're all basically making a good chunk of money and none of them are really like like flat out bombing is that kind of how we're, we're describing I, it like yeah i think like nothing's really where, like, like really pooped its pants lately yeah exactly Ju- Just, justice league is actually the closest thing to this that despite making 700 well, million dollars is that is actually didn't return as much as warner brothers expected and has actually caused them to rethink how to proceed with that yeah, yeah at, but least, because, at least with their stable of, but that's of because character. dc went about this whole shared universe thing backwards right as right. we have discussed on previous episodes <laughs> right um i i think i think what makes me think of of how we might not be done peak superheroes because and i think tying in movies like like black, black panthers that i think maybe once avengers is done you're going to see them I think you're going to see like the, the superhero actually splinter a little bit, and I think we're already seeing that. Where you're seeing, like, from I haven't seen Thor. Everyone I've been told about Thor Ragnarok is that it's a flat out comedy. It's a it's a superhero base. It's a comedy, but it's set in a superhero it's, universe. I, so basically, you're you're suggesting that the superhero genre itself will fracture into like superhero comedies and superhero. Yeah, like I think, I think and... I, I think we've already seen. That. I think you, we've seen. We've. I think traditionally the superhero movie had the soup. The comic book adaptation has always been the big blockbuster popcorn popcorn movies. And I think now that we were actually starting to see them branch off to you've got your Thor Ragnarok comedies. You've got Logan, which was an like a heavy R-rated, violent, but all, almost a very toned down, 
like almost like a like an action drama. You could mention you could say that Deadpool's like Deadpool, an oddball same comedy. Yeah, well, art like yeah. Co- comedy. Um, I think you're gonna you're gonna see obviously with with Black Panther, you're actually like you know going after a little more of a, of a kind of diverse kind of audience. Uh, we're gonna see a Spider Man movie this year, like an ana- like an animated Spider Man movie starring Miles Morales, who's the um, you know like mixed race uh, Spider Man from the Ultimate Spider Man universe. That's coming. Mm-hmm. So I actually so I actually wonder whether uh, you know Wonder Woman again, like not just your typical white white dude action hero. Yeah. So I actually I wonder whether like this. I think that these little splinter things will actually may sustain it, and I think you're gonna maybe see. Maybe this the collapse of maybe not so much the big, big, huge, super – I think maybe they will get smaller and they're going to be here's your comedy, here's your – here's your – you know your your different your here's your here's your kind of heroes for like your different audiences sci- as opposed like to just sci-fi the and yeah sort yeah. of thing like that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so I, Marvel and DC may well adapt. You know, to when yeah. the audience interest wanes, well, they may find a way, and they have enough diverse characters that they could conceivably do that. I think I think it's going to be interesting to see. So I think you've got a couple moments here where you've got. You've obviously got the, the big the big Avengers payoff, right? Yeah. But I think uh, I know like the Valiant uh, comic book universe is like they're gearing up to kind of like put their heads and their toes in the water. They're re- they're rebooting Hellboy, so the Dark Horse. I think some of the Dark Horse stuff is going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think even with with from what I've even heard about like uh, Hellboy is that they're going to Hellboy as a comic book is is a little more of a horror comic, or they're going to try to spin that again. So spin it away from the PG-13 blockbuster and be like, okay, we're going to take a hard turn into uh, an R-rated horror thing. And maybe that's what you're going to see where you're going to see just like they're just going to they're going to get a little bit smaller and they're going to just splinter off and they're going to be kind of more targeted toward as opposed I'm to just... I'm a little worried about the whole uh, R-rated superhero movie thing only because I feel like there's, in, a, in some cases, it's the studio going, oh, well... Everybody wants to go see an R-rated superhero movie now, so let's make an R-rated make, superhero yeah. movie. As yeah. opposed to, like... What's best for the character. What's best for the character in the movie. Like, Deadpool Deadpool definitely showed them that there's a market for it, but I, I don't think it needs to be gratuitous. No. We'll put it that way. No. And I'm worried that, in some cases, their don't, instinct is to be gratuitous. They re- learn the wrong lessons, as they've yeah. proven many, many, many times. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Beaver, you haven't said much. And uh, you have a different perspective from the three white dudes sitting around the table. So, uh, as, as another white, well, person. but but as but as a lady person at the yeah. very least. And so, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, I like I I actually really like the idea of like hopefully it is does splinter off like Colin said into sci-fi comedy. I'm fine with that. That's cool. And kind of, I would like to see movies from other, yeah, and just, I'm kind of over the build up into a giant story. I just want to, <laughs> like, just, yeah, you just tell a see story in-, in one movie. I don't know. It doesn't need to lead anywhere. It doesn't. Yeah. It could just be just a fun movie. Yeah. And I want to, I don't want it to, like I said, I want to, I want to, go into Wakanda and explore that. I don't care what's happening, like what's the fallout from the end of that movie with with how it ends up. Yeah. What's the... I want to have some crazy Thor space movie. That's awesome. I don't... It doesn't need to... 
they don't need to save the universe necessarily. They can just have fun in the world that they've created and explore that a little bit better. Can be it just um, a movie about uh, T'Challa and Bucky being best friends? Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, dude, where's my Quinjet? Uh, speaking of, speaking of peak things, <laughs> at, at, uh, risk, at risk of spoiling something, <laughs> there is there is a subplot in Thor Ragnarok that is basically "Dude, where's my queen?" <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Here's a here's a here's a question I have: Is does anyone else think that a lot of the draw for a lot of these movies now isn't about the story? It's about this is the first time we get to see this character. That was definitely the case with Wonder Woman, I would say. Right. Yeah. I, I, but the, it helps that the movie was also really good. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it argued on some of the other um, podcasts that I've listened to, and I think it might have been like Slash Film, where um, they argue that uh, the Marvel movies aren't so much about the what's happening in the plot itself, but it's just people just like the characters so much that they really just want to go – to the movie theater to see those characters. Yeah. That's, yeah. Let's and be the, fair. And the plot's fairly incidental. That's what has been driving the Transformers movie franchise. They're not good movies at all in any capacity. <laughs> but people keep, they keep making they just, bank and it's because... They like, they like the bang, bang, vroom, vroom. And it's, it, but it's because people are like, oh, I just like, I love the Transformers and I'm going to go see the Transformers yeah. movie no matter how bad it is. And that's unfortunate because that means they'll never make a good Transformers movie. But yeah. also, I think like the, last, that, the last one shook them up a little that bit. Works. That works. That nostalgia sells. Yeah. N- nostalgia sells movies. Yeah. So putting a character that people have been reading about for 50 years on the big screen, people are going to go see that movie. Well, we should transit into our ad read, I guess. <laughs> Pretty good, right? You know, people are passionate. People are passionate about the Transformers <laughs> and the comic books, but there are also people who are passionate about building a vibrant community, like you'd find on the uh, People from the Well Endowed podcast. Uh, it's a podcast that explores the impact at, uh, that uh, the municipal champions in Edmonton are having on our fair city. You can go check them out uh, and find all the episodes at thewellendowedpodcast.com. I believe yeah. our listeners had a few things to say about uh, about the old uh, peak superhero. Absolutely, thing. Uh, and uh, if you want to be one of these listeners and want to get your stuff read on our podcast, uh, just follow along on our many social media channels. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just look for I have some notes. Uh, we usually will post. Uh, well, usually we always post about what we're going to be talking about and the movies we're going to be doing. And we want to hear what you think. So follow those accounts. And uh, when we say, "Hey," what what do you guys think? Uh, if you uh, write on your computers what you think, there's a good chance it's going to wind up on a piece of paper, and I'm going to read it with my mouth. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so the question is: Are, are we at? Um, uh, are we at the peak superhero movie, or what's going to, or when that's going to happen? Uh, at Darwin one 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 says uh, the first Marvel bomb is going to be the signaling of the. The the end the beginning of the end that seems reasonable which yeah and I think yeah we, they haven't had one of those yet they've had some weaker movies that have yeah. had some weaker showings but they haven't had a true bomb they haven't yeah. had one that's even like like I said the closest thing I think we've had is Justice League and Justice League made six hundred million dollars that's not a Marvel movie though no but it's not, but it's but it's still like yeah they they need to have something like that they, if Avengers if Avengers doesn't make 
a billion dollars, it will be considered a flop. However, let's be fair. Avengers is going to make a billion. It's going to make. It's going to make all of the billions. I feel like if um, the quality of the movie starts to slip, like if if Infinity War is. If it sucks, I think that will contribute to a quicker downfall. Well, here's my here's think, my counterpoint to that. There's a good chance. Of Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is a flawed movie. It's not as good as the first Avengers. No, I would not. argue it's one of their weaker outings, yeah. and yet it still made bank, and people still started to go see yeah. the the movies after it. But there was so many. F- Again, going back to the character bits, like there were so many just like nice little character moments in that movie that it's still fun to watch. Like it's totally rewatchable, even though it's not the greatest movie. And that's fair. And that's and, but I would say that's also true of Iron Man three. That's also true yep. of oh, yeah. Thor: Dark World, which are 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 also well, generally considered some of their weaker. They outings. they haven't had you know their their version of like a, a Batman versus Superman or their version of the Daredevil two thousand three, no. which we recently did Break on a me podcast. Up Sorry. <laughs> in my head forever. Uh, Alan Gould says, uh, the next big uh, danger point will be the post-Infinity War if um, RDJ and the other originals, uh, Robert Downey Jr., other originals retire. Could be fine, but it could wreck Marvel if it, Marvel screws up their transition. So yeah, That's what I was talking about yeah, before. When, yeah. when Robert Downey's like, listen, I don't know where to put all this money now. I can't, I can't in good conscience do this I anymore. I swim in it like Uncle Scrooge every yeah. day. I just there's just they, no more room. They've already established, they, they, Mar- the Marvel movies have always established they can just basically CGI younger versions of the characters. So let us just, he'll be an AI that's, character That's a forever. slippery slope. That's a dangerous and slippery slope. Uh, is it going to be like, they're gonna, it's going to be like photoshopping Christopher Plummer onto people. That just Avenger babies. Yeah. They'll just photoshop uh, Robert Downey Jr. He'll show up for five minutes. And- good. Um, Levi says uh, it'll, everything will crest in February 2018. So right about now. Um, Jeff says, I think the end of this cast of Avengers will be the end of the bonanza. Probably some good stories yet to come, some good reboots, some good recasts, but the transition will be tricky. Well, and this is one of the reasons that they've been in the comics, especially uh, introducing legacy characters over the last little while. Like there's there's a young black girl who's like a new Iron Man and there's uh, a new Thor and what have you. And the, the actual reason behind this is because they know that the comic books are not where their money's coming from. The comic books are basically them advertising their movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. so that's why I they're... stopped doing Fantastic Four comics, right? Yeah. Because they, they want their rights back for yeah. Fantastic Four. And, and they don't want to give free advertising yeah, exactly. to Fox. Yeah. But, uh, where I'm going with that though, is that the reason they're introducing these legacy characters in the comics is so that when, Robert Downey Jr. decides he's done Iron Manning on the big screen, they can bring in the legacy character mm-hmm. and have her take over and yep. be the new Iron Man. And so the the question is, like, how does how does the movie verse handle that? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And and can the new characters sustain the movies as well as the old characters? And I don't know that they can. Yeah. Because I mean- they don't have like kudos for bringing in these legacy characters in the comics, but they don't have the history that Tony Stark does. Yeah. But I think because uh I'm sorry, I forget the the new Iron Man's Riri, is it? Yeah, I think yes. so, yeah. I mean I think Black Panther has proved there's an audience for that. There's like people are desperate to see people who look to like see more diversity yeah and um, to, see, to be heroes and like, that's fair it's, it's a, it, it is a risk and I, I do understand like handing it off yeah i think it's a little bit of a harder sell when it's like an established character that like, like scott says that doesn't necessarily have the same history 
that it, that's backed by. I mean, like uh, Black Panther's been around for a really long time, and I, I think that definitely uh, helps that the that movie make as much money as it has as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I would, honestly, I think it's a little of column A and a little of column B. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephanie says, I think there's still going to be another steady flow where superheroes are so big. And with the success of Wonder Woman and Black Panther, we will see more experimenting with the diversity and not just casting, but story and content outside the Hollywood norms before it slowly steadies down to a more realistic pace in a number of releases. But the genre is here to stay and here to produce regular blockbusters. So, yeah, it's a fairly reasoned argument. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I Again, I do think I do think the blockbusterness is going to shrink a little bit because... Yeah. Like they're not as it's not as blockbuster a movie anymore. Is it's not well, a special because, a movie? Uh, I think I th- that said the summer blockbuster thing is kind of done. Yeah, like Black Panther just came out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's February. It's February, and it used it's to, making the February all the used money. To be like a dumping yeah. ground for yeah. bad movies, yeah. along with January. So, and I mean, weird that they're coming out with it in February as well, because you know that there's going to be people who are going to be talking about why isn't Black Panther being nominated for the Oscars next year, and it's because well, it came I mean, out in February. Well, yeah. I mean, they do that every year. With superhero movies that they think are amazing, but like, like I, 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 like I just don't like. Yes, superhero movies are fun, but I, I never, I've never seen one where I was like, that deserves an Oscar. Like I've, I've never seen like even, even like something like The Dark Knight. Like maybe you could, you could make a good argument that like uh, Heath Ledger or individual performances within, uh, you know, these uh, these movies might deserve an Oscar, but like the the movies themselves. Nah, no. But that's, I mean, that's that's a bigger. Oscar conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. about <laughs> how they treat genre movies yeah. in general. Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I would like them to consider uh, things like science fiction more um, uh, you know, when they're when they're thinking. But you know, the Oscars has got, like you say, like they've got lots of problems. That uh, I'm just thinking about movies that should be considered the, the the best of the year, and like I've never most of the time when I'm doing my best of the years, I don't. Like the the superhero movies don't even come close, except for Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, won all of the Oscars in two thousand three. <laughs> not not a one. Uh, Stephen mentions that uh, we haven't seen over a billion since Civil War. So I think Stephen is suggesting that uh, that it's already started to happen. Well, we will, well, we will see a billion shortly. Yeah, with Black Panther. Black Panther. With Black Panther. And- Black Panther is. Uh, it's also a bit of a cultural moment too, right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's giving yeah, it a sort of, and it's not to take away from again how good the movie is. It's quite good. Yeah, yeah. it's legitimately a really. Good but it is like it, it is sort of transcending the superhero genre. Yeah. Oh, for because sure. Because it's because it's bigger than just being a superhero yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. Uh, final thoughts. Final 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 notes. Final fantasies. Okay. If if so, if it's if it's if it's not this year, when does it happen? When does peak superhero? When is when does it start to drop? Well, the the first big litmus test is going to be Infinity War Part Two. Mm-hmm. If uh, if after that it starts to go down, then that's like what twenty twenty at that yeah. point. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. I I will say this. I I believe we will experience peak Star Wars before we experience peak superhero. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think we're I, almost at. Yeah, I really, yeah. really, really feel that way. Solo. This is the new solo movie. I was like, whatever. Yep, agreed. <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, when 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 does this? If it's not happening this year, when does it happen? Yeah, I'm. No, I'm with you guys. It could happen. Could happen fairly could quickly. Happen fairly quickly. And that doesn't. Again, that's not to say that like superhero movies will suddenly disappear. It's just that. 
they won't they won't be as powerful within the cultural zeitgeist. But I'm know, okay to, with that. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's exhausting. Like I just <laughs> it really just is. come out with a good, mo- fun movie. That's all I want. I don't. It doesn't need to be an event. It doesn't need to be earth shattering. Shattering. It doesn't need to make a billion dollars. Just make a good movie. But. <laughs> <laughs> from a marketing no, but like from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, making all of your movies an event gets people into the theaters. I will say that. Oh yeah, so, I mean the the the, the movie the, the movie going experience is much different than it used to be. Like you you don't go to the theater as you much as you used to. You know you well, these it costs yeah it costs it costs a lot of money and and also um, you know the the. Uh, I think the marketing behind uh, movies has changed as well, whereas they're they're really only putting the money behind uh, the tentpole stuff, and they don't save the money for any of the smaller films that you know maybe in another era if you put enough money behind it could have been much bigger hits um, had they got the word out. So I don't know, and a lot of these movies are going to uh, going straight to uh, streaming services like Netflix and stuff, and whatever, and, whatever, whatever Disney yeah, comes out with, like, Disney's yeah. becoming you know, the streaming thing. And, yeah, so so movies like you want, Aaron, like the, the you know the smaller um, uh, you know uh, genre movies, they might just end up being on on uh, stuff like Netflix more often than, and and we might actually see like <clears> sort of like a, a real saturation of tent poles in the theater. So that not like soon, you know, it feels that way anyway. It feels like eventually, you know, you're not going to really see a lot of small movies in the theaters mm-hmm. unless it's unless it's like the, you know, the independent smaller type theaters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which that's, is a shame because, the way it's they, going, because yeah. the, the theater experience is something different and it's um, it, cinema. It, yeah, hmm. it, it has value. So I hope yep. it, I, I hope it doesn't, you know, disappear entirely. I, I don't think it will, but it might change, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. It already kind of has, too. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, uh, I used to go see like all all of Adam Sandler movies in the theater and stuff like that. Now, if an Adam Sandler movie went to theater or something like it by a good comedian, <laughs> I would I would be like, nah, I'll just wait. It'll be out on yeah. on streaming. I know that's that's now. how like a lot of my like uh, some other friends, my friends, start. are like they're like, if I'm gonna go see a movie in a theater, it's gonna be. It's going to be Last Jedi. It's going to be one of those movies. It's like it's got to be worth it, right? Yeah. And we're you know I'm trying to drag my wife to come out to see uh, uh, Keanu in the theater just because I miss watching a comedy in a theater with a bunch of people laughing. Yeah, Because you, yeah. you don't get that with he, Last he, Jedi. And, and, and you know it's it's comedy is better as a shared experience, and uh, and and, and it, I almost feel like that's why <clears throat> it doesn't feel like. There hasn't been as many good comedies lately because you end up watching that at home, sometimes alone or just with another yep. person, and that like, and like you don't get that that extra lift of laughter. I remember seeing some uh, some comedies in theaters, and it was definitely improved for the experience of having seen it with uh, with friends. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. I'm terrible because I don't really like watching comedies, so poor Greg has to watch them all by himself. <laughs> she won't watch uh, sitcoms either, so like <laughs> getting her to watch anything <laughs> anything funny is is actually quite difficult. Yeah. 
<laughs> Such a somber and serious person. <laughs> no, 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 really. I'm not. She, I just she, don't like comedy. She so likes oh, she likes more oddball comedy stuff. Like we watch like you know um, like McElroy stuff and 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 little. Oh short no, movies. no! You just now the McElroys are on this podcast too. They're already on all <laughs> the other really podcasts. Like, I don't know what this is. So it's like, are you talking about like the golfer? Is this what we're talking? No. About? It's, oh, okay. It's this. It's not, it's not three Rory. Bro- it's not Rory McElroy. No, it's not. It's three brothers <laughs> that are on like every single podcast and they're everywhere now they're yeah. on youtube and yeah I was, they have an empire and now we've mentioned them like, so like next episode they're going to be guests oh. it's just <laughs> part, of, part of me was kind of was like i don't want to watch your watch your comedies greg i want to watch rory mcelroy golf <laughs> um plugs who has got something who's got something to plug they want to plug scott you want to have something to plug i have another podcast called yes. the read along it is a mini book club for your ears uh, Half-hour episodes where we go through a book chapter by chapter and uh, talk about it. And you can listen along. We're just about done or are done, depending on when this episode lands. <laughs> Our uh, first novel, Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero. We have another one lined up. You'll have to wait and see what it is. And uh, you can find us at The Read Along on all the social medias. Beauty. Aaron Beaver, I heard this rumor about something called the Gilded Rabbit. Yes. What's the, the Gilded Rabbit? The Gilded Rabbit is the art store that I work at for my friend. And yeah, we are, she just took over in January. It's a rad store and you should come say hey. And Where is this store? What, uh, what's, uh, it's on the west end of Edmonton? It's, it's on the west end. It's on the corner of 149th and Stony Plain if you're in the city. And, Beauty, yeah. and if you're not, you should come to the city and then go there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> buy some art supplies, come buy on. some, uh, buy some pens and some pencils. You can make your own comic book, exactly, and they can make it into a movie and before then, peak superhero yeah. movie then, comes to an end. Yes, hurry up and make it. <laughs> Get some quickly coal erase pencils and some uh, white erasers and some uh, Pigma Micron pens. Yeah. Yes, sell your sell your uh, your comic comic rights to Sony because yes. I'm pretty sure they're fairly desperate yes. for any. Do that right <laughs> or, now. Or Paramount. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find all of our I Have Some Notes uh, stuff on uh, the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. Just search for I Have Some Notes. Uh, if you like the podcast, uh, I we would request that you consider you consider for your consideration rating and reviewing it on the iTunes. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, hey, guys, do you like uh, football and football-related tomfoolery? Absolutely. All right. It doesn't matter what type of football you like. Uh, the Alberta Podcast Network has the podcast for you. Um, there are three football podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, if you're in more of the the football cough cough soccer variety, uh, there is the Four Kicks and also the Loyal Company of the River Valley uh, podcast uh, for you to check out. Or if you just if you like more of the uh, hut hut hike uh, Americanized pigskin version, uh, there's the Tight Ends podcast. Uh, you can check those out on the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, if you're looking to find the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, you can find everything uh, on G Radio. You can find G Radio at gradio.ca. You can also find absolutely everything that the Alberta Podcast Network, uh, powered by ATB, uh, is pushing out on the CKUA radio app. Uh, go check that out. Uh, you can listen to CKUA, and you can also listen to some podcasts. It's just all of the information and entertainment you could possibly want forever and ever. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Check out, check out these social medias because we'll tell you what we're going to be doing next. Because sometimes we don't even know. And when we know, you'll know. <laughs> sometimes we even put up a poll. Sometimes we put up a <laughs> and, poll. And you guys make us watch something terrible. Oh, yeah. How that. dare you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably be doing that again. How dare devil you. <laughs> ah, yeah. Sky's watching Key. <laughs>